Folks, it is officially qualification around the NHL, and I don't mean qualification like Formula One racing. It is, in fact, uh, the deadline for uh, qualifying offers to be submitted. It has just passed, and just like the rest of the league, the Winnipeg Jets have made their selections and tendered a number of offers while excluding a couple of players that are going to catch us by surprise. We'll take a look at how the Jets fared against the rest of the non-qualifiers and see if any free agents might fall to to the Jets this coming Wednesday. All of this coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. On tonight's episode, there was a major topic to discuss. uh, That is the passing deadline of restricted free agents receiving qualifying offers. And, um, you know, around this time every year, we we do see some players who do fall through the cracks. Every once in a while, a team feels either that they can sign a guy in free agency for less than the arbitration case if they feel they have a, a good shot of losing that case towards the player's side, um, or they just are, are kind of ready to cut ties and maybe uh, have a fresh start for both the player and the team. In Winnipeg's case, uh, they did you know, mostly qualify the RFAs that were available, but there were a couple that they did exclude, um, and it's it's apparently not that much of a surprising trend with this, this year's RFA class because for some reason... A lot uh, of teams around the league dealing with a flat cap have ended up just opting not to go with the qualifying offer, which is a little bit unusual when you start seeing which players didn't actually get qualified. There are a lot of guys potentially hitting the free agency market, and you know some of them are, are some of them are pretty legit players. Um, on Winnipeg side, though, you know on the players who were up for renewal, we do see Mason Appleton, Pierre Luc Dubois, Leon Gavanki. David Gustafson, Jansen Harkins, Johnny Kovacevic, Jeff Malott, and Christian Veselainen all receiving qualifying offers. The two players that didn't get qualified, though, uh, one of them is going to be a little bit of a rude surprise, if you haven't heard already. Uh, the first is Marcus Phillips, and the second is Yevgeny Zvechnikov. Now, for me, Zvech is just a really big miss if you're not going to qualify him, because um, for me, Evgeny was probably one of our better skaters, and somebody who I thought brought some real two-way value to this team. And I didn't really understand why the Jets wouldn't be interested in bringing him back. I know that Lowry and uh, Paul Maurice maybe weren't the biggest fans of him for whatever reason, even when like the the 81, 80, and uh, 71 line would be cooking with gas for some reason, you'd see the Jets break this, this unit up. And it was always very mystifying to me. And towards the end of the season, you started to get the sense that Zvech himself probably 
wasn't super thrilled. I thought I saw his body language change. Um, his on-ice results began to suffer, and it kind of felt like he was on the way out. And when you think about how he was sort of dumped across the lineup, basically misused for a, a significant chunk of the season after having so much early success, it's not super shocking that he'd be kind of pissed. I feel like this Jets team has had a really bad habit over the years of maybe not understanding how to use its talent, right? You have a lot of pretty decent players um, in your depth reserves over the years. Uh, you've had some really good players come through in your top six. And in both instances, we've seen the Jets not really make the most of any of their skaters, which it's frustrating, right? The Jets, look, I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up anyone's tailpipe and say that this team is elite. It's not. Uh, the talent differential is it's okay, right? This team is pretty decent on paper, but there are obviously a lot of glaring holes. Even still, with all of that said, the Jets have just underperformed. And I think Zvechnikov, when he came in and suddenly looked like a perfect fit alongside Connor and Dubois, it was like it it just felt like we finally had a serviceable play driving uh, elite scoring line again. And then for whatever reason, the Jets just refused to keep it together. And I don't really understand that. It's one of the most puzzling things I would say with this team last season is why this line wasn't kept together. And you might say, well, Zvechnikov really didn't score a lot. He didn't have a tremendous offensive impact. And technically, that is true, right? I think he had something like 19 points, uh, which is not a tremendous amount. But, you know, I think the most important thing to understand is that he really wasn't given a ton of ice time. And his game wasn't really so much about scoring tons and tons of points, right? It was more about him being part of the catalyst for enabling Connor and Dubois to work below the slot uh, or into the, the 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 low slot area. They attacked below the faceoff circles, and Zvech was very good on the puck, especially under pressure. So he could extend offensive zone possessions. He could keep a cycle game going. And because he had strength and skill near the walls, it allowed him to maintain um, a, a cycle game and basically shield off defenders, which gave Dubois and Connor a lot of space to do their thing. I think this line, even when they weren't scoring, was just good at hemming defenders in deep and forcing them to expend energy, which is actually pretty impactful if you want to tire your opponent out and start to create waves of pressure. That's how you know the 2017-2018 team uh, was able to wear down so many opponents. You could run four different lines, all of them gave you different matchups, and over time, the waves of successive pressure just hemmed in teams and opponents inside their own defensive zone, and eventually you would just score because they just tired out, right? And I think for a brief moment, that 81, 80 to 70, 71 line actually made me think of that. And I, I felt like Zvechnikov was a very natural fit here. So for him not to be qualified, I think just shows that Winnipeg, for the past several years, hasn't really understood when something good has fallen into its lap. Now, I will say that maybe they suspect Zvech just doesn't really want to stick around for too, too much longer. Maybe he has expressed uh, frustration on the back end. Maybe they want to sign him for less uh, than the qualifying offer, but like his qualifying offer is what, like 900K or something? Uh, it, it's pretty cheap, right? It's just over league minimum. So I, I, I don't really understand this move, to be honest. I know that he, again, isn't the flashiest player. He's not going to set the world on fire, but he actually gave 
the Jets uh, a decent amount of top nine balance. Because you didn't have to worry about that slot on the roster, and because you knew that he helped out a, a specific line combo, it allowed you to work with the top line and your third line a little bit more. You could spread out the other talent elsewhere. And I think it's it's sort of hard to uh, overstate how important having guys like Zvechnikov can be to making sure that your your entire four-line combo is functioning as efficiently as possible. And for me, I, I just I don't know why you wouldn't do it. Um, and I don't get the sense that they're trying to save money here. I think there's more a message being sent and, you know, the Jets are trying to hit a reset. I just feel like if you're trying to get rid of players that you feel maybe don't fit your longer-term plan or um, you feel have contributed to the attitude issue in the locker room, I don't know if Svechnikov is really the guy I would target first. But, uh, yeah, uh, a strange omission for me. You know, you see guys like Malat, Harkins, um, and other players get qualified first, which... I mean, those guys probably don't have quite as much of the same impact on the game as Vetch did. You know, Vetch drove legitimate defensive results. So call it a bit of a disappointing day. I'm going to be honest, you know, Zvech didn't really, you know, move the needle to the point where I'm like, you know, shaking my fist at the sky and getting really angry. I, I honestly don't get angry about Jets hockey anyways most days. I think over the last couple of years, it's been to the point where I just, I'm sort of resigned a little bit. You know, I understand that, Winnipeg is going to Winnipeg, and if they just kind of spend tires, it is what it is. I'm mostly just looking to see them score some really cool goals, maybe make the playoffs a few times here and there, and uh, hopefully somewhere win a cup along the way. But, you know, in terms of, like, getting really invested, I think past few days or past few years, I've, I've been more invested in individual player performances. So with Svechnikov, it's just disappointing, isn't it? I mean, I, I was hoping that he would stick around, but, you know, Winnipeg wants to go in a different direction. I guess my bigger question for the Jets is, who exactly is taking his place? Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're sort of running out of, like, forward talent to work with here, and it's not like the Jets' top nine and even the fourth line were replete with a lot of high-end skaters. The Jets are, are running a little bit on empty at forward, so unless there's a great player that's about to slide in here, I just don't really know why you wouldn't want to bring back somebody you knew was actually pretty good. Sometimes you can have your cake and eat it. If you want to let go another fourth liner who maybe uh, you, you think isn't really bringing the same level of value, you can do that. And you can also bring back Svechnikov. But, you know, it's it's there's only so much you can get angry about something like this. It is what it is. We, we do tend to look at things with a very, uh, I would say, deep and invasive microscope when it's such... Uh, a quiet offseason, relatively speaking. But, you know, the Jets weren't the only ones that I felt were maybe bleeding a little bit of talent. I want to take a look at some of the other guys who are going to be moving from RFA to UFA this coming Wednesday and think about which of these players maybe Winnipeg should consider because I'll be honest, there were quite a few uh, free agents that I think the Jets might be worth considering taking a waiver on. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our wonderful friends at uh, Built Bar. Those of you who have heard me talk about Built before, Know that I'm personally a big fan. I've uh, had plenty of protein bars over over my life, and you know a lot of them are just kind of gross. Uh, you know, built bars they are like one of the first protein bars that I can say I actually enjoyed. They're actually more like a candy bar with a 100% chocolate exterior and a soft chewy interior. They've got tons of great flavors. There's like great classics like uh, raspberry dark chocolate. They have uh, a lime flavor, um, but you know this this is a company that's not 
you know, content to rest on its laurels. They're constantly inventing new flavors and experiences for their customers, and they're bringing in stuff like coconut brownie chunk puff. And if you're wondering what that's like, well, it's uh, basically you're getting a coconut brownie with like a chunky texture. It's almost a little bit like a like having a little bit of brownie or cookie in the middle. And then you've got like a layer of delicious marshmallow. You just really can't go wrong with something like this. And as guilty as you might think you you'll feel after eating it, this stuff is really good for you. Like most built bars, it clocks in at around 150 to 180 calories, uh, four to seven grams of net carbs and anywhere between 14 to 17 grams of protein. So not only do built bars taste delicious, they're great for you. If you're interested in placing an order, be sure to go to built.com. And when you're checking out, be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at built.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We're taking a look at uh, some of the free agents out there who uh, did not get qualified for, for their teams and which of these players might you know, be worth the Jets scouting out. Uh, before we go any further, though, I just wanted to say thanks again for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now, looking at uh, the list of non-qualified players, look, there's a lot of guys on here that I don't really think move the needle for most teams, but there are some players who might actually be worth considering for the Jets. Uh, some of them were definitely on the more surprising side. Dylan Strom is definitely one of the bigger names. I would be very in favor of the Jets pursuing Strom if, in fact, uh, he would consider a, a Jets contract. I, I think that there's a legitimate, solid playmaking center there. He's not the most, um, I would say, top-end scorer, right? You're mostly looking at Strom in a more middle-six role. But I think with the Jets, I think Dylan's passing, his vision, his playmaking creativity in space, I think all of that would allow him to actually be pretty darn productive. You sign him for like, I don't know, three, four years at around four to four and a half million. I think you're going to get a really good player. Um, and worst case scenario, if the Jets decide, you know, a couple seasons into his deal that it might be time to part ways because they're preparing for a rebuild, somebody will more than likely give you a pretty good return for Strom services. I think Dylan would be great for the Jets uh, in the interim and on a contender. I really feel like it's a win-win situation for everybody. And with how productive this power play could probably be with him in tow, I'd definitely be interested in giving him a contract. Uh, and I've continually cited him as one of my top like free agent options. Uh, that he's gone to UFA is a little bit surprising, but I think Chicago is just trying to burn everything down, and they don't seem to care how they do it. So an interesting prospect here, uh, somebody that I think the Jets should definitely take a flyer on, but he's not the only forward of, of note. We've also got Sonny Milano, who was just announced today, today is not being qualified by the Ducks. Um, Milano had 34 points in 66 games and has genuinely been a great force in transition. A lot of the microstats seem to like his game and what he brings um, with his with his two-way production. But Milano, I think for the Jets, would be a really interesting choice to replace Svechnikov. You are getting a really talented forward with a great scoring touch. And I think in a lot of ways, he kind of just upgrades on a lot of the areas that maybe Zvech wasn't as attuned to. I think offensively, Evgeny was a little bit more muted, maybe because the system didn't really support a lot of offensive creativity, maybe just because Zvech, Zvech himself has kind of uh, changed his game over the years, and what we're seeing is a little bit of a depressed uh, scoring result. But with Milano, you would definitely be getting a really solid winger out wide. He's got a solid release. Again, he's great in space. 
And I think for the right contract, which uh, I'm curious to know if Anaheim is trying to resign him for less than this qualifying offer. Uh, I can't imagine that would be the case, but um, yeah, Milano, I would definitely be after. Aside from that, you know, the list starts to thin a little bit, but one name that I think is very interesting in particular is Dayton Heinen. Uh, Pittsburgh opted not to bring Heinen back for at least a, a qualifying offer. I would very much, if the Jets want to swing for the fences, be after Heinen. He is an amazingly talented player. Uh, again, kind of like Strom, super creative offensively. He is very good at driving play himself. And, you know, as as again, an upgrade on someone like Zveshnikov, you would not only be increasing your scoring output, um, but his, his two-way game is very strong. In uh, the slot area, he's a very gifted passer and shooter. And I feel like Heinen's game would actually make Rick Bonus very happy. So uh, Heinen would probably also be somewhere around I don't know, three and a half to four and a half million, somewhere in that range. It's a little bit of a, a a guessing range just because this free agent market for me is very strange. I don't know what to think of it yet. You know, you already had a lot of UFAs and with the flat cap being a thing, I just don't know how much money is going to be out there for teams to really throw at major free agents. So some guys are probably going to go for cheaper than you would expect. And maybe Heinen kind of falls into that category. Aside from forwards, there was one defender that I did see, uh, and I would actually be very interested in maybe the Jets giving a, a look at, and that's Victor Mete. We have talked about ages ago Mete on this podcast, I'm pretty sure, uh, because he did get waived. He was kind of thrown around um, by both Ottawa and Montreal, and if Ottawa is really not serious about resigning him, I would pursue this guy. I think he would be a great option uh, on the right side. I think Winnipeg's defense could really use his boost. He's got great puck moving ability. He's a little bit undersized, but I don't really think that that's so much a worry. The Jets have plenty of big dudes that they can pair with him if they're really worried about that. But I think what you're getting with him is a guy who's got a great first pass. He's got pretty good transition skating, and he can just play the puck very cleanly. And I think for the Jets, uh, finding players who can be really useful outlets on on, uh, defensive zone exits, somebody who can spearhead that with a first pass out to the neutral zone, All of that stuff is really valuable because as it is right now, the Jets back end is generally pretty slow and it does tend to get pieced off pretty quickly by teams who uh, really seal off those walls and can kind of pick off passes. So, yeah, this list of free agents is actually fascinating. I mean, you've got even more players like Rem Pitlick. Uh, There's Jack LaFontaine, who I think used to play for Minnesota. Uh, He's only played like, I don't know, one or two NHL games. Didn't exactly go super well for him, but uh, you know, a lot of teams are going to be looking to take a risk. Um, Dennis Trelowski's out there, uh, Sam Steele. This year's class for like RFAs going UFA is pretty surprising. I mean, you've got plenty of options here. Josh Brook, if the Jets were interested in maybe taking uh, uh, an injury problem or injury prone player uh, on, on a potential flyer, I don't know that he is actually going to leave Montreal system. But again, you know, there's lots of options out there. I think Winnipeg probably isn't going to sign very many of them because uh, a a lot of these guys will probably just stick with their respective teams on UFA deals and b have the Jets ever really gone aggressive during this time? Usually not. But you know this is an opportunity for Winnipeg to really surprise me, so I'm not going to rule it out. But for the time being, yeah, maybe not getting my hopes up. Aside from like RFAs, though, 
obviously there has been some movement around the league and we'll talk about what the what the NHL has been up to recently and what players might be on the way out of their respective teams in just a little bit. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We're closing out tonight's episode with a quick thought on some of the, some of the UFAs who are about to hit the market, uh, partly because there are some transactions that have occurred. Uh, one of the biggest ones is Ricard Raquel signing for six years at around $5 million per season, which um, this is a strange one, right? Because Yevgeny Malkin seems like he's unhappy, and Malkin, you know, he said he wanted like a three- or a four-year deal, and the Pens weren't really willing to give it to him. And instead, they signed Raquel for a pretty princely sum at uh, a pretty long term. If I am Malkin, I'm I'm done. I would probably just walk. And maybe they knew this. Maybe they knew he was going. So maybe they just got ahead of it. And they are wanting to let maybe one of the greatest players ever to wear the Pens jersey walk into free agency, which... Oh, man, I don't know how you sell that to the fans and to the team, but, you know, maybe they've been bracing themselves for all of this. I just if I'm the if I'm the pens, the last thing I would want to do is piss off one of the greatest players in franchise history. And yet that seems like what they might be tracking towards. So not ideal, not a great look for the uh, the pens organization. Malkin is going to make some teams super happy. I don't know where he'll sign next, but that one I am very interested to see. Another free agent that came on off the board is Valeri Nuchushkin signing for eight years uh, for just around, what is it, um, around six and a half million per season, I believe. Uh, this is a very pricey contract, but given what Nuchushkin brings, um, it's actually might be closer to like 6.2-ish, 6.3, uh, but he's a great winger with a great physical frame, uh, an extreme net front uh, presence with a great inside drive. I think his uh, scoring and playmaking ability, as well as his space creation, all of this stuff makes him an invaluable piece of that uh, Cal or of that Colorado top six. And you know the term is a little bit on the long side, but after a few years, you just don't care. This is your cup window now after you've already won one. So you got to win as many as you can before McKinnon is up for extension. Because once that whole thing hits, uh, obviously the rest is going to be really difficult for. Um, the, the ass to deal with, but interesting contract. I like it. Uh, and I think the, the flay or the abs are going to be super happy about this. The only other interesting move that really came up is that Matt Murray has been traded uh, from Toronto to Ottawa. And the, you know, the, the sentence basically gave him away for like future considerations who even knows what that means. But Matt Murray got 25% of his salary retained and also came with a 2023 third round pick and a 2024 seventh round pick. If I am a betting man, I'm going to say that this move is probably not going to be great for the for the Leafs. Um, and uh, honestly, even with 25% retained, he's still what, like 4.7, 4.8 million for two years. That just seems to me like a desperation swing because they feel like they can't find another goalie. And, you know, the, the Caps let Samsonov go. They let Vitek Vanacek go. Obviously, Gorgiev just signed with Colorado. So, yeah, on the whole of it, I don't really understand what teams are doing with goalies this offseason. But it seems like a lot of movement is occurring. The Jets can hopefully resign Eric Comrie to a reasonable deal. I don't know what he's going to be asking for, but my guess is it probably won't be super cheap. So another issue to track, the Jets do need backup goaltending. And, uh... 
<sighs> I mean, what a crazy offseason this has been so far. Um, in recent memory, this is probably one of the wildest we've really come across, not just because of, of potential superstars on the move, but also just because there are so many players who seem like they're about to swap allegiances. Uh, you know, Henrik Borgström, Brett Connolly, Carl Gunstrom. Um, well, Grunstrom and, and Leah Sanderson are actually resigning with the Kings, but Connolly, Borgström, they got bought out. They might be really good options for a team looking for, I don't know, a fourth liner or something. Um, you're seeing a lot of really cheap deals on one-year terms for most of these players if they didn't get uh, qualified. So uh, for the Jets, Winnipeg is going to have to try and figure out how to work this free agent market. I think Wednesday is going to be a really big test. Um, and of course, you know, throughout the next couple of days, I'll be uh, recording and, and giving you insights into whatever the Jets do. Hopefully Winnipeg does not find themselves in a really bad hole with not really any uh, NHL players to fill the, the gaps because I do think some guys are going to be moving out pretty soon and Winnipeg is going to have to fill the, the absences with something. So yeah, <laughs> not feeling great about anything. I'll be honest, but let me know how you feel about this. Maybe you uh, are a little bit more optimistic than I am. Be sure to let me know at HL living loco and LO underscore Winnipeg jets on Twitter and in the YouTube comments below. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen, Lockdown NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You'll stay up to date on the latest and greatest in NHL news from around the world. So, again, like, follow, and subscribe. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!